Hello, and welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks, and this podcast is the place to be if you are looking to start creating a lifestyle that you love. From business, entrepreneurship, travel, starting and sustaining a digital nomad lifestyle, and of course, making money online and investing, we talk about all of it here. So let's dive into it. Welcome back to our Digital Nomad Digest segment of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast with myself and my co-host, Cami. So today we are going to be chatting about a topic that every nomad, traveler, anyone who leaves their home country or even travels within their home country really needs to know. And as both of us being nomads for many years, nomads, long-term nomads, expats, all of the different things, we have had to figure out the best way that works for us to book accommodation when traveling, whether that be long-term, short-term, medium-term accommodation. So today we're going to share what that looks like for each of us and some of our tips and tricks that we recommend throughout years of travel and being nomads. So Cami, why don't you start us off with a few of the tips that you have either done or recommend, and then I would be happy to share some of mine as well. Yes, of course. I think that that is something that I constantly get questions about as a nomad, because I think it's one thing to find accommodation for one week or 10 days, you know, when you're out and about traveling. But I think it's completely different when you have to find an accommodation for one month or three months, you know, like this weird periods of time, because it's on an yearly lease as well. So I think that that is a very common question, like how, where am I going to sleep, you know? <laughs> and it is a question that I ask myself constantly. <laughs> we were just talking about this. Now I'm in this transition period. So I'm having to find a new place wherever I'm going next. And yeah, it is a challenge. But I think that with this episode, you are going to have a more, yeah, you're going to just going to have help that we didn't have. So you're going to be on the front run, if that's even an expression. <laughs> So I would say that my first very big tip is Facebook. Facebook has several different groups on the place that you want to go that have accommodation. So for example, in the past, I have wanted if I'm thinking about like living in Lisbon or living in Ericeira in Portugal or wherever I was thinking about living, I would just Google like research on Facebook the name of the city accommodation or something like that. So Lisbon accommodation, um, Lisbon rentals, Lisbon, whatever. So anything that you can type on Facebook, the name of the city that you're wanting to go plus um, accommodation, rentals, short-term rentals, sublet, something like that. So think of these keywords for whatever you want to find and then just type it with the name of the city and then it's going to pop up a bunch of groups, maybe just one group depending on the city that you're wanting to go. But I've done this for several different, several different cities. So I'm in so many different Facebook groups with so many accommodations and rentals to places that I've even either thought about going or places that I've already been. So I'm in groups for Lisbon, 
Paris, Montenegro, which is a place that I've never been to, but I'm still in there. Lille in France, which is another city that I thought about going, but never really went to, but never left the group. Ericeira, Cape Town, um, Delgarve in Portugal. So it's the region of Delgarve. It's not like a specific city. Um, what else? Yeah, I think that for, I think I'm in pretty much, ah, in Greece as well, Crete, Hania. And so I would definitely, as a big tip, tell you to look up these groups or look up Digital Nomad, the name of the city that you want to go to, because normally there is another channel to find um, sublets or rentals because digital nomads, they normally are in the same boat as you. So either they have other tips of local websites that you can use of the specific city that you're going or country, or they themselves, they know of, they have a room available in their house, a co-living, or the people who are renting, they are in that, in those groups because they, they know that there, there will be an audience, there will be a market for that. But I will say though that if you are in the digital nomads group the renters will know that you're a digital nomad a remote worker they might overcharge for the house because they know that you're not from there so i would be hyper aware of that but at the same time you know if you're in a tight spot and you really need to find a place that is a great outlet i would say that in all, while talking about facebook facebook marketplace has been a place that i have found my rental apartment in Lagos and I stayed there for I think it was four months and it was a great 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 deal for me and my roommate at the time of course be really really aware of scams in Facebook in Facebook marketplace in Facebook groups be really 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 hyper aware of scams if someone asks you for money in advance um, or for your even for your ID, I have a friend that has been scanned for her ID on Facebook. So be extra careful about that. I always like to try to either visit the place, have a friend visit the place if I'm not in the country, or if you can do like a video call, a visit video call to see the person, see the apartment as well. Um, and then, yeah, just like build overall trust with whomever is receiving your money. That's really important. But I have personally never been scammed. I've been, yeah, just taking precautions and Facebook has worked really well for me. Um, another tip that I have is local website. So when I went to Greece, for example, I found my first place in a website that's called Spitogatos, which is basically their own housing website. So I found like a three month lease through there because it was someone who was wanting to just rent it for the summer. So it worked out perfectly. And of course, Portugal has Idealista, for example. I think that Spain as well uses Idealista, which is a place that you can find some short rentals as well through there and then some longer ones. And that works really well. Um, also, I find that maybe the prices would be even a little bit better. And then, of course, we have the old friend Airbnb, which right now for me is just going freaking crazy in prices. But of course, you get the more of a guarantee. It's a little bit more like you know that if the place doesn't exist, you are covered, quote unquote, by Airbnb. And I know as well of another one that's called Flat.io. So it's literally flat IO, um, which 
was a good, very good, um, they had a very good idea and a good business model because it's basically for, it's like basically an Airbnb, but for longer periods. So one to three months, but it's more for, they have less countries, less cities available and the prices are still freaking crazy. So yeah, I feel like those are my general tips. What about you? Hey listener, it's your host, Nicole. I'm popping into this episode super quickly to let you know if you are not already following me on your favorite social media platform, be sure to do so. I hang out on all of the platforms and I post every single day on Instagram. All of the links are in the show notes below. Be sure to go follow me on your favorite platform at Nomadniques and let's get back into the episode. Yeah, and you saying that I'm going through my bookmarks on my computer because I used to have so many, most of them are Europe, um, Central Europe based, I find, but Flatio or Flat.io was one of them. And I had a bunch of them saved, but I honestly found the prices on almost every other website were less than those because they are, you know, pretty boutique um, booking websites, probably not super high volume. So I don't have any of those bookmarks to recommend, but I was making a bunch of notes as you were speaking. So first of all, Airbnb we, I will say we usually do stay at Airbnbs and I agree the prices are kind of crazy. And I always look, I never look at the price. I always set my dates and then go to book and then see the price because they add the cleaning fee and the service fee and the service fee can be up to a hundred dollars plus depending on how much your booking is. Like, I don't know if Airbnb or the host, I don't know who gets that service fee, but it's a lot. And so I will say I, I have found in the last, since last summer, to this summer, prices have gone up. But also, you know, like you said, to kind of counter that, their customer support is so good. If you ever have an issue, if you really have any type of problem in Cartagena in Colombia, we booked a place that the photos looked really nice. And it was honestly kind of a dump. And we got there and the whole, because it was in a pretty low income neighborhood as well, the whole neighborhood had no electricity. So we were in the middle of Colombian summer, so hot, no shower water, no internet, no AC, and the whole area. It's not like we could just go to a local cafe and there weren't even cafes in the area because it wasn't a great area. And then the shower had had drips coming out of it, drips. And I was like, I have a lot of hair. Like I, I, if I just got a, a bowl and poured water over my head, it would have been more beneficial, which I actually had to do that in Cancun. We were in another place and that was not booked through Airbnb. We kind of took that one off of Airbnb, even though we initially connected with them there. So you can pay a little bit less, but we didn't have the Airbnb protection. And yeah, that shower, the AC went out one morning, the Wi-Fi went out. So we had to run to a Starbucks. So I will say if you book on Airbnb, you are paying for kind of that convenience and we have had we've probably had to contact Airbnb like three or four times in our two years of travel so it's not horrible um but it is nice to have that protection so that's kind of what I will say with Airbnb and we do book most of our places on Airbnb even though the prices are a little bit higher but if you are staying in an area where you speak the language I find Facebook marketplace can be really beneficial usually I won't really look on Facebook marketplace if we're in Romania, for example, and especially if we're in a smaller town and we don't speak Romanian. Here it's great because my partner speaks Spanish, so we can 
really kind of they they don't know if we're locals or tourists by just messaging. Of course, I'm sure they can look at our Facebook profile, but just by messaging, they don't know. Whereas if you message in English, they're gonna know and they're gonna jack up the prices. So I will say that we did get a really good place in Paraguay in a really small cottage town outside of the capital. And it was $450 US dollars per month, three bedroom, outdoor barbecue, pool. Like it was beautiful, but that was also the off season. I would say it's probably double in the summer because it's a cottage country, but still super affordable. So that's, I think, a really great hack. But I would I would say for me personally, it sounds like maybe you not, but for me, I kind of like to use that with caution if I speak the language. Otherwise, I know they can scam you, rip you off. I know in a past episode I spoke about, we were looking here in Buenos Aires in Argentina on Facebook instead of booking through Airbnb. And they were like, you have to send us a 20% deposit. You go to the bank machine. I'll give you my ID number. You send it. And we were just like, no, that's not happening. They wouldn't even show us the apartment. They literally just wanted the deposit. And so, and they all wanted that. So I don't know if they were all scams or if that's how it works in the country, but we were just like, that's not happening. That's a recipe for disaster. Um, So I lived in Asia. I lived in China for four years. And if you are in Asia, the app that I always use, and I actually book all of my flights on this app because I find they have the most, they have the same flights as everywhere else, but they're the most affordable flights consistently for the last four years is trip.com. It's a Chinese website, but they have it in English and they have an app and you can earn rewards through it, which is great. You can book all flights. You can book hotels. And I find the hotels in Asia are a really good value at a good price. Um, and you can also now book train tickets in like the UK and Korea in certain places and in China, of course, as well. So I find that that is a really nice multi-purpose app. That's the only app I use when I lived in China and traveled in Asia. But another good one, and I usually will check this app and Airbnb when booking is called Agoda. And I think some people know about it, but it's not as popular as it should be because the prices and what you can get is just amazing. You can find kind of like apartment hotels, like an Airbnb on it, but you can also find normal hotels and hostels. And especially if you're in Asia, but really anywhere in the world, I find Agoda is a really good booking platform. So I'll usually check Agoda and Airbnb when looking. And usually Airbnb wins, um, especially in this part of the world. But I recommend I have both of those on my phone and I always check them. And another quick note, I just want to add, I don't know how many countries this is available in, but I definitely know it's in Canada and America. And a lot of the listeners are from America. But if you're from another country, try it out and see. So there is an extension in Google called, I'm opening it up now, Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. And it's essentially cashback. So I don't book. Do you know about this, Cami? No, no, not this one specifically. Like I've heard about other cashback options yeah. with booking okay. platforms. Okay, yeah, I'd love to hear the ones that you know. But this one, I I know there's other ones. There's Honey. I don't like to have a million installed because it's just annoying. This one I find is amazing for a good percentage of cashback. And it's not on every website, but what I'll do is I'll check the prices on Agoda, on Airbnb, on the app, and then I bring it over to my computer and I will then check, double check the pricing and book it on my computer and activate Rakuten. And I just booked a the tour for my partner's birthday. It was like an experience here in Buenos Aires. And I think I got like 12% back, which is crazy 
crazy. Like it's such a high percentage. Not all of them are 12%. Um, but even on platforms, like I think if you buy something with Canva or with Vistaprint, there's so many partners that they have and you can get cash back for literally just making a purchase that you were going to make anyways. And I think maybe hotels.com or Agoda, one of them are partners as well. So I like to book everything through my computer for that purpose. Um, and then another one I have, these are like all of my hacks that I've learned over the years is hotels.com. So this is an app that I check on my phone again and book on the computer, but what it will do. And the reason that I like it is because it does check apartments and it does check hotels and hostels. So kind of everything. But when you book 10 nights, it will give you one night for free. So it really depends the value of those nights. I've had free nights that are worth $100 and I've had free nights that are worth $20, just depending on the cost of the accommodation that you booked for those 10 nights. So that's kind of nice. And we actually got a free place when we were on a layover in Belgium for just booking other places on the app. So I kind of like that too. It gives you a little money back. And then my last tip that I have is house sitting. We've actually never done house sitting, but there's a few ways to go about this. And I know some of the apps, there's Mind My House, there's Trusted House Sitters, which I know is one of the big ones, but I know that they kind of are getting a little bit crowded over the last few years of people talking about them. I've had two really amazing house sitters on the podcast in previous episodes, and they really went into depth on how you can be a house sitter and what that looks like in the process. But it is getting more and more competitive is what, you know, something common that I've heard across all house sitting um, platforms and people who do house sitting pretty often. So what I would say is to get started a different way. And what they have actually recommended is to go into Facebook groups. So there are Facebook groups for house sitting just specific for house sitting. So I think I'm in like a Costa Rica house sitting. I'm in a Panama house sitting. I think there's a few different groups for house sitting. But what I recently did when we came to Buenos Aires was I posted in the digital nomad or expats in Buenos Aires group. I posted an intro. I posted a photo of me with a pet. And I said, hey, if anybody is, you know, like we have it booked for a month, but we might stay for another month. If anybody is needing any pet sitting during these months, we'll be here. Let us know. So it's kind of a nice way to potentially get some free accommodation. Of course, it's not guaranteed. I actually had somebody comment on that post saying, this is the most brilliant post I've ever seen (laughs) to get free housing. And I was like, well, yes, it is free housing, but I also do miss pets. It's probably one of the things I miss the most being on the road full time. I have a cat back home and I love being around animals. So that's kind of a nice perk of it as well is that you get to spend some time with animals when as a nomad you likely would not otherwise. So those are kind of my main tips and go-tos for what I do for booking. Yeah, I actually house um, pet seated my friend's dog when I was in Portugal. So I stayed in her room in her house in Costa da Caparica, which is like in the coast of Portugal for free. I was just taking care of her dog like would take her for walks and things like that and the way that that showed up was basically like we follow each other on instagram she posted a stories and asking for someone if someone had dates and things like that and it matched with my date so then i ended up going so i think also like being aware of your friends you know who have pets or something like that that could be really really um, like a nice avenue as well i would say that 
right before when you were talking about Facebook Marketplace and how you know we have to be aware of scams. I would say that if for if someone that if you're someone who wants to make sure that you know you're not being scammed, but at the same time you don't want to be paying um, Airbnb prices, one tip that I would have for you is book for one week in Airbnb. And then during this week, you manage to actually visit the places and, you know, do visits on the Facebook marketplace things, places. And then if someone doesn't let you visit the place then of course you know it's a scam and then but then you can meet the person if you're not there you know if you're in another country at least you have this week where you can meet the person you can give them the money in the hands and receive the keys in your hand so i think that that could be a really really good tip for you one thing that i also use as well as you were talking about this like hotel platforms i've been using booking.com to book my um like hotels and hostels and things like that for a long time to the point that now I'm like genius three or something like that, which is like their tire levels. And with being a genius thing, you get some discounts. So that for me is a tip that I would have is pick one platform and stay with it consistently for a long time because they will normally reward you so i am genius three on booking but like my boyfriend he's something on like i th- I don't know if it's a good or another one so he has discounts that like i wouldn't have but at the same time i have discounts on booking that he he wouldn't have so i just picked booking and normally if i find something that i like in another platform i'll try to find it on booking as well so if i find a hostel in hostel worlds for example i'll try to find it on booking because i know that in the long term it will reward me so that is um a tip that i have it's not even like use booking or use something it's like pick one and then just keep trying to book with it consistently because you will get rewards from that and that will in the long term it it can be quite quite good and i think that the cashback that i have that it's connected to booking is called coopert but i'm not sure to be honest i don't use it that much it irritates me sometimes to get like the pop-up of it um and sometimes it's just like zero point you know nothing 0.05 percent or something like that and it doesn't like it doesn't work that i don't know it just irritates me but i am wanting to look into different ones i've heard a lot about this honey one but i also think that it has a bigger connection with the us so i'm not sure um and yeah i think that insane all of this you were also talking about ah yeah in airbnb that's the last thing that i was wanting to to talk about in airbnb i know that when you book for longer than one month you have a very big discount so it's also worthy worth to look into airbnb for longer periods of time because sometimes the discounts that you get, they will kind of like be worthy the amount of money that you're paying the fees and especially with being covered and things like that. So um, yeah, I would definitely look into a longer period with Airbnb if you are, because anytime that I'm thinking about booking with Airbnb, that's the first thing that I do. I, I, I look for a longer period of time for sure. So yeah, I think that everything has its pros and cons, you know? So, for example, with the house sitting thing, I personally find that 
whenever I was looking in the platforms and things like that, it's harder to find a place that you can house it for like one month or a longer period of time. And myself personally, I really value be having the groundingness moment, you know, like the moment that I can really settle in, feel at home and I can't do that for one week. So for me, just like having a place for one week and then not knowing where you're going next or having to move all of your luggage to one place to another, like that's too much for me, you know, even as a digital nomad, as a traveler, I don't like that. So I'd rather depending on the moment in time i'd rather like pay for a place where i can stay one or two months where i can settle in find my you know favorite coffee shop and things like that and feel at home than just staying for like one week somewhere or just to house it but i have found other people who found it for longer i just think it's a little bit harder because normally they will people won't live for that long like two months or they they could but you know so for me personally that mm, puts me off a little bit yeah yeah I totally agree about the house sitting I have seen a few that are like three weeks or a month which is really great but I will agree it's a little bit less common and also a problem and this is why we were in Europe last summer and we wanted to house it but we just never did because a lot of them were remote locations. So you needed a car or I know sometimes they'll let you use their car and borrow it, especially if there's like a pet emergency or groceries, but it's a little bit more difficult to get to those remote places. And I do find a lot of house sitting is a little bit more remote. I've also found a lot of house sitting is in Australia. Both the people I had on my podcast were in Australia and it sounds like there is so much house sitting. So I was telling my partner, like we need to go to Australia and house sit. Um, but also in Canada, in America, and in the UK. I've been checking for Argentina. I've been checking for Chile, where we're going to go next. And I think there was one in Argentina. And, you know, it's a fee to pay for these platforms. I know Trusted House Sitters is 130 per year. And I think the lowest I've seen is like 50 or $70 per year, which is really great when you think about how much you'd pay for an Airbnb or a hotel. But for one house sit that's four days long and I don't even know if I'm going to get it, if they're going to pick me or not. For me, it's not really worth it, especially in these countries. But I think if I was in uh, uh, England or Canada or America or something like that, it could be a really good option. I just logged into my Rakuten as a side note, the kind of cashback. And if I can get an affiliate, I'm going to leave it in the show notes below. I don't know. I have to look into it afterwards. But I have earned $90 so far, like lifetime, which I think is pretty good. $90 for basically doing nothing, booking things I was going to book anyways. So I know that that's a good one. I know there is honey, but I don't think the amounts are as good. I usually see like 2 or 3% minimum with Rakuten, which I mean, I'm okay with that. Um, and then yeah, a few more notes I wanted to add based on what you were saying. The Airbnb discounts, that is why we will usually book for one, two, three, or four weeks. And then for, I think it's every 30 days, you get the monthly discount as well, which can sometimes be a lot. It can be like $100, $150 or more, depending on how much your stay is. So that's kind of a hack. Last summer in Europe, we were booking one week everywhere. Now we're kind of booking 30 days everywhere just because there's so much to see in all of these cities. Um, So that's kind of a good thing to keep in mind as well. And Yeah. My last thing I wanted to mention was when you were mentioning about you're a member of booking, I think I'm also the highest tier member of Agoda and I haven't even had that many bookings, maybe like 10 or 20 lifetime bookings. And it does 
expire after a certain period of time. Like the platinum membership is valid until January 31st of like the next year or something like that. But I have had a few places where I'll get either a free breakfast or a free upgrade or different things like that. So I totally agree. Like pick one platform that you like and just go all in. And it's so funny because almost everyone I know uses booking.com. And it is, I think it's probably one of the most popular ones out there. But for me, I have found, and of course, you know, the actual places that you can stay are on all of the platforms. You can find the same place on Agoda or, you know, whatever, hotels.com for the most part. But I have found booking is by far the most expensive when I compare booking to all of the other platforms. So that's why I never, I've never made one purchase through booking because I find it, I don't know like why I find that booking is so expensive because everyone else loves booking and uses booking all the time. But I find it found it's the most expensive for the same place out of all of the others. So that's just interesting. I would say before you choose a platform, price compare and figure out which one has the best prices for the exact same venue. Yeah, that's weird because normally when I am going to book something, I look, I first look at booking for sure. And then I look in other places because booking also has a, they will match the prices if it's lower somewhere else. So you can tell them like, this is this price somewhere else. So I want you to match it. But normally for me, I find the opposite. Like I find that booking is cheaper. I don't know if it's because of my discounts, but um, if it's not cheaper, I know that I can always tell them like, I in a go that this is the price, so you have to match it. And normally they will. So for me, it just makes a lot of 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 sense. Yeah, I think for sure go and, and compare it. But I know that some platforms like Booking, they will have the price match. So if you find it in a place that it's cheaper, then you can message them and then they will match that price. Um and yeah, but just stick with one and then make sure that your cashback is connected to your platform as well. Like the platform that you pick is, it will give you a cashback. So I think that all of these little, you know, hacks, they will end up in the long, in the long run, they will, you will save you some money and yeah, you'll get some benefits from it as well. I think we really play their long the long run. It's too bad that Airbnb doesn't really have that. Like they don't really have a benefits thing. They really should start doing that. <laughs> yeah. And their affiliate program got so much worse too. I forget what it used to be and what it is now, but I think it used to be like $25 on every booking, like new referral. And now it's something, I don't know what it is, but now it's, it, I don't even think they actually offer an affiliate program anymore, mm. probably because it's so big, which is understandable, but yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah, I think they don't really care at this point anymore. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I don't need to do anything to improve this because you're just going to book it. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, this, was great. this was so much really actionable knowledge and tips on what we have learned. And even for me, it was great to kind of write everything out and see, okay, these are all the things that I've learned over the years because it's been six years in the making. So yeah, thank you for sharing all of your tips. I hope that this helped you. If you listened all the way to the end, I would love to hear what tips you liked the most. So feel free to take a screenshot of the episode wherever you are listening, post it on your favorite social media platform, and be sure to tag myself and Cami. Our links are below. I would love to hear 
what actionable tips you really found helpful. And of course, if you are listening, please give this podcast a five-star review and rating, whether that be on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you are listening, that really helps promote the show. I just want to sign off with just a little thing that came into my mind. I think that because when I was living in Asia, and I think that this is something that it's important for us to kind of like summarize and reinforce. When I was living in Asia, they had a lot of guest houses. So I would book the guest houses through booking. So what I want to say with, but I wouldn't do this in, I don't know, France, you know, like there are no guest houses in booking. Maybe there are some bed and breakfast, but it's not like the main thing. So what I would say is that depending... Each, each country that you go to has its own nuances of how to book, where to book, you know, they can, for example, this app that you had, you know, that is really, really good in Asia, but then like you don't have it in Europe, you know, in Europe, it's another way. For example, in Paris, in France, there are so many sublets because especially for summer, you know, there are a lot of people who go off for... Um, holidays somewhere else go meet their families and then they end up having to sublet their places and it's so expensive that that there that they really want to sublet their places for anyone because they don't want to be paying this rent and not being there so there are some nuances for each city and each uh, country depending on the season depending on how people are depending on the um, just overall personality of the people in the country as well that the more you understand, the better the deals you will get. So for example, here in South America, people don't trust other people that much. You know, that such like in Europe, they trust each other much more. So there won't be that much trusted house sitters here because people don't trust each other enough, you know. So the more you understand the nuances of the country that you're going, either by, I don't know, communicating and connecting with other people on Facebook groups that have been living there for longer, asking for tips, reaching out, learn, like reading about it or something like that, just immersing yourself a little bit more and understanding the characteristics and specifics of the country or city that you're going. I think the better the deal you will get and the better you will be, the more bargain power you have and the more you will be able to kind of like get a around and yeah just communicate with people and negotiate better so i really just wanted to summarize this and really reinforce this point because i think it's just really really important and helpful yeah i totally agree i love that you mentioned that about the house sitting too it's so true and i think on that i also wanted to really quickly mention you know there are apps in almost every single country so i know when we were in turkey there was i cannot say the name because the Turkish names are so crazy. It's so long, but it was like an S and it was a yellow app and it was for renting, buying all of the things house related on this app. So we were looking there initially. Um, I think we ended up, we ended up just hiring an agent. So that's also another route that you could do. And we paid, it was one month's rent or half a month's rent. I don't remember which it was, but I would say both of those are pretty standard, just depending where you are in the world as the agent fee. So it will be, you know, the first month's rent, the agent fee, and then like two or three months deposit. So there is quite a bit money up front in that, I will say. Um, but then it's kind of yours for whatever period of time. We ended up only living there for three months. So that was not that great of a deal. Um, but if you know we are going to be there a little bit longer, maybe you have a digital nomad visa or something like that, then that could be a good option. But I think for us, we like to move around too much at this point. But yeah, download whatever the local app is. And that can be super helpful too. 
Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast, our Digital Nomad Digest segment out every single Friday with Cami and I. Like I said before, do all of the things, take the screenshot, please leave a five-star review, and we will see you in next week's episode. You've just listened to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. If anything from this episode stuck out to you, I would appreciate if you take a screenshot and share this episode on your socials. Of course, be sure to tag me. Don't forget to leave a review for the podcast that seriously helps out the show and helps it out with discoverability. I would really appreciate you leaving a review, sharing on your socials if this episode truly stuck out to you, and I will see you in next week's episode.